0: You are listening to a sermon by Ted Hamilton, Senior Pastor of New Life Presbyterian Church in Escondido, California. For more information about New Life, visit us online at newlifepca.com. That's N-E-W-L-I-F-E-P-C-A dot com. Good evening and Merry Christmas. Well, there are some characters that we have not yet focused on in our advent preaching series uh, this season at new life and i'm thinking in particular of the wise men or more literally the magi so our text for our christmas eve meditation this evening is going to focus on the magi it's matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. matthew 2 verses 1 through 12. this is god's word and now Let's pray. Father in heaven, on this Christmas Eve, show us, please, once again, your love and your grace in the face of Jesus, the one whose birth we remember and celebrate tonight. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, the Magi are easily the strangest uh, most mysterious, most standout participants uh, in the Christmas event. You know, all of the other human participants were just normal people. Striking, really, by how normal they were. Certainly nothing grand or glamorous uh, or mysterious about them at all. But the Magi would have really stood out in Bethlehem. Foreigners. Uh, most likely astrologers from what is now modern-day Iraq. They, they have excited the imagination of people throughout the centuries, including children. One of my favorite photographs, and I think I may have told you this once before, a uh, Christmas photograph uh, is of a family Christmas celebration years ago when, when my two kids were little. And we had all the cousins over, and... Uh, all the cousins and my kids went out to another room. They were playing. And they came back in after a long time. We be, just began to wonder, you know, where, where are all the kids? What are they doing? Well, they came all dressed up as the characters in the Christmas story. They were going to put on their own nativity play. And what I particularly remember, and it's, and it's memorialized beautifully in this photograph, are the, the three little kids that played the Magi. Uh, you know, they're all wrapped up in bathrobes and towels, and 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 on on two of their heads were saucepans, and then the third had a colander on her head, uh, uh, representing the crowns. Um, it's a, it's a great picture, and uh, you know shows us a bit of how these wise men have excited our imaginations. The problem with that, of course, is that, uh, you know with this long-standing tradition of children doing nativity plays uh, we can come to think of this as a kid's story Uh, or if it's if we don't think of it as a kid's story it gets sentimentalized right what we remember are are the you know our childhood depictions of the story and we really lose the the raw edge of of reality that this story has Uh, this is hardly a kid's story so let's unpack it tonight here on christmas eve and i want to do that by focusing on on the three main characters uh, here Uh, and you see each of them introduced in the opening verse verse one now after jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. There are the three characters, Jesus, Herod, and the wise men. And what I want to do tonight is look at those in reverse order. In the wise men, we're going to see the grace-driven response to Jesus. In Herod, we're going to see the sin-driven response to Jesus. And then in Jesus himself, we're going to see, we're going to find the true seeker, okay? So it's the wise men and the grace-driven response to Jesus, Herod and the sin-driven response to Jesus, and Jesus the true seeker. That's the outline. So the wise men, the magi, and the grace-driven response to Jesus. Most of us have probably seen the bumper sticker uh, around town. Wise men still seek him. But that's not really the point of this story or the punchline of, of this event or the truth that we're supposed to learn from uh, Matthew's account here. Uh, the, the lesson here is let's, let's be like the wise men. Let's be wise and seek Jesus. No, no. The Magi bowing down before Jesus in Bethlehem is really all about sovereign grace. It's a celebration of sovereign grace. and By that I mean the the fact that you have this odd event of these mysterious Magi from a long way away uh, bowing down before Jesus in, in the little town of Bethlehem, a little village, the fact that they're there, that they sought him out, even as a child before he had d- done anything, is only because God's grace first sought out the Magi. And that grace, of course, had a shape for the, for the Magi. It looked like the star, and it looked like the Scriptures, the Old Testament Scriptures. You, know, you look at this account, what, what was it that 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 God used to bring the Magi to Bethlehem. It was the star, uh, and it was the Old Testament scriptures. You know, the New Testament says we love because He first loved us. We seek Him because He first sought us, and and God seeks us in countless ways. Each of you has a testimony about how God sought you out. Uh, and, and, you know, oftentimes it's, it's subtle. I mean, we don't, we don't even realize we've been sought out until we sort of look at it uh, in hindsight. We think it's us. We think we're doing the seeking. But in fact, we would have never have, have sought Jesus had not God first sought us. Maybe it's through pain, Maybe it's through loss, tragedy, uh, m- maybe uh, the witness of a friend, listening to a podcast. I, I spoke with a, a person recently who, through a series of events, uh, f- found himself listening to uh, 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 a podcast of uh, t- Tim Keller preaching and, uh, and listening uh, to that sermon in the car was, uh, was converted, brought, brought to Jesus, had, had the gospel shown to her. God sought that person out. Maybe it's just the ache in our hearts or reading the Bible. One thing is for certain, the wise men did not show up in Bethlehem because they were so wise. It's not to say they weren't wise, but the bottom line reason they were in Bethlehem is because God brought them there, whether they knew it or not. And if you're a Christian tonight, whether you know it or not, God sought you before you ever sought Him. And you ought to just camp there at, for a moment and reflect on that because it should give you a lot of encouragement and confidence in the Lord. You know, it, 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 it's not because you're lucky. It's not because you're so smart or so spiritual. It's, it's because God sought you first. Well, what the presence of the Magi in Bethlehem also means, of course, is that Jesus is for everybody. All the nations, the whole world. Good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Right. This isn't a local, local story. It's not a parochial story. It's not. It's not. Uh, y- you know. It, it's. It's not. Um, it's not an American story. Right. It's not even an Israel story. It's remember, two thousand years before Jesus was born, God came to Abraham and made Abraham a promise. In fact, an oath. That that he that through the descendants of Abraham, God would mediate a blessing to all the nations. That's what's coming true, here right. Uh, that that promise made to Abraham two thousand years before is 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 coming to fulfillment, right. Christianity is not is not as some would think an American religion. In fact as we talked about a f- couple of weeks ago it's not even a religion in the sense of it being a, a, a methodology for humans to to come into the presence of the divine right this the whole point here is that god it goes the other way god seeks us out god comes to us and that is no more evident uh, than at christmas And the last thing I want to say about the Magi, excuse me, <clears throat> is that God is not, is reaching out, and he's reaching out for people that a lot of us would, would probably not put on the radar. <laughs> we wouldn't put them on God's radar. It, it, they're people that we would not expect, right? Right? The fact is that Jesus seeks out people that very often religious people, um, moral people, self-righteous people, um, people that are successful by the world standards of success. Jesus goes... Those people generally despise and reject and shun the people that Jesus goes after. We saw that last Sunday as we looked um, at the shepherds. I mean, that's one of the points, right? That, that the gospel was announced to hardworking, blue-collar guys that most of polite society then overlooked. Right, the shepherds the magi w- would have been in that group i mean they right they they for the jews the 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 magi were unclean people practitioners of the dark arts worshipers of created things rather than the creator everything uh, it, right in the in the in the jewish mindset would 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 push these people away right The Magi, as wise as they may have been and as educated as they may have been in in their arts, uh, they were profoundly spiritually lost people. We would often take, you know, we might look at them and say, you know, they're a long shot, they're not interested, keep them off the radar, they're the ones that God sought out. And and brought to Bethlehem. So tonight, if you're listening to this, I want you to know um, that there is no one outside the reach of God's seeking love and seeking grace. And whether you're a Christian who's in despair about your sin and where d- direction your life is going, or if you're not a Christian and you think there's no way you would ever be accepted in a church, you know how badly you've messed up. Maybe you've had people speak into your life, maybe even parents speak into your life saying, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. And you've essentially internalized that and believe it. Um, you're not out of the reach of God seeking grace and love. That's a, that is a profound truth that you need to hear at Christmas. Okay. So that's the Magi and the grace-driven response to Jesus. We respond to Jesus because we've received grace. Now let's look at Herod. King Herod and the sin-driven response to Jesus. You know, Herod is actually... You might be surprised to hear this, but he's actually a lot like a lot of people you know. He may be like you. You know, he's... On the one hand, he's not that concerned about the Magi's religious pursuit, right? They come to him and... And he's, he's willing to have them, you know, go, f- go f- uh, you know, do their religious thing. He's not going to get in the way of their religious pursuits. He's okay with that. He didn't mind if some foreigners worshipped some strange god. Uh, Herod was not bothered by a little religion. He was bothered by the possibility, the very real possibility of submission. Right, because what what did he hear? What was the news that he heard from from the the Magi? It was there's there's a, a, a new king. There's a a new king of the Jews. Now that would have really hit Herod between the eyes because that was his title. He was Herod, king of the Jews. And there is no way he's going to submit to the superior rule of another king. So what did he do? Well, we read part of it, right? He, he asked the Magi to come back and tell him where the child was so that he could come and worship him. Well, we, you know that that's a, that's a ruse. Uh, he had no interest in worshiping Uh, Jesus he had every interest in eliminating Jesus and he was outraged when 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 the uh, magi outwitted him and did not return to him did not tell him where Jesus was they went home another way and so Herod initiated an event that's part of the Christmas event that you'll never see on a Christmas card right and it's often called the slaughter of the innocents. He, he ordered the execution of every male child in the region of Bethlehem uh, two years old and younger. It's horrific. As the late Eugene Peterson said uh, I think he said it aptly. Right, The Magi and King Herod agreed on one thing. They took Christ's claims seriously see but but the magi worshiped jesus and herod resisted jesus and really those are the only two reactions to jesus that matthew recorded in fact if you look at the gospels that's pretty much the only reactions you ever see from jesus people were not you know they didn't shrug their shoulders about Jesus. You were either sort of all in or you were uh a- and worshiping and uh, or you were uh, opposed to him. And when it comes down to, when it comes down to it, I mean that really is the choice. And that's the choice that Christmas uh puts on each one of us. It's a choice that 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 Herod absolutely resisted and that's why i say that herod is a is like a lot of us it's not that you're going to go out and 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 kill babies i'm not i'm not suggesting that what i am suggesting is that sin that the 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 essence of sin is underneath it all is essentially a resistance to the to the rule of god over your life it's It's pushing against any claim that 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 Jesus would have on your life as as a superior uh, and that's what sin does that's and, and we all uh you know are wired that way because of the fall we all instinctively naturally sort of resist push against uh that kind uh uh, uh uh, you know, a, a rule. We resist God's sovereign rule over our lives. Um, and that's a problem. It's a, it, 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 of course, it causes you, if that's, if that's what you're doing, it causes you to miss Jesus, but it also hurts other people. Now you say, well, how can that be? I mean, this it, it, right? If if the if if religion is anything, it's it's individual. It's my choice. Uh, it's my spirituality. What I do, what I decide to believe uh, or not believe, is my business. How is that hurting anybody? Uh, right? It's not like I'm killing babies, like 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 Herod did. But listen, listen to what Dale Bruner said. I, it, it, Dale uh, Bruner's theologian. I appreciate. Wrote a great commentary on Matthew, he he says this, "Hating, hating revelation leads to hurting people. If people will be ungodly, they will be inhumane. Hating revelation leads to hurting people. If people will be ungodly, they will be inhumane. In other words, this choice that Christmas presses on us, right? Are you you going to recognize Jesus for who he is and bow the knee like the Magi? Or are you, like Herod, going to resist him, straight arm him? And that has consequences for you, but it has consequences for other people. Sin is not a personal thing. It's not a victimless crime. It's a a social thing. Your sin inevitably hurts you and other people. Hasn't 2020 been sort of a living test case for that truth? Isn't our country's horrific record of abortion, for example? Evidence for that truth? So the, con- the, the consequences of Christmas are high. Right? We can bow and worship like the Magi or we can resist like Herod. And the resistance is the easy road. Right? That's, that's kind of where our natural instincts will take us. That's why we need God's grace. Well, finally, let's look at Jesus. After all, Jesus is the point of all this, right? He's the beginning and end of the Christmas event. You know, it's interesting. Uh, The Magi are are like us in the sense that they had biases too. And and one particular bias, which is evident here, uh, is... I think a bias that probably is shared by a lot of us. It certainly would be shared by me, right? They 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 are looking for a king. Somehow God has communicated to them through the scriptures, through the star, right? Through their examination of the of the cosmos, whatever whatever they 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 have surmised that there is this new king. And and they're looking for him, and they and they. And when they get to Israel, where do they go? Well, they go to Jerusalem, which is exactly where I'd go. Why? Because Jerusalem's the capital city. And and they don't just go to the capital city. Where do they go within the capital city? They go to the palace, right? If there's going to be a new king, where else would he be? He'd be in the capital city in the palace. And that's why they encounter Herod. But you see, their bias? King means big city, big palace, you know, power and all the accoutrements uh, 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 of the office. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us still do that with Jesus, even us as believers. Um, we tend to think that Jesus is uh, present. Right? He's present and active and answering our prayers when we're happy, when we're successful, uh, w- w- when we have security and peace, when we don't have money worries, career concerns, where our relationships are strong, where our children are bragworthy, where our bodies look 10 years younger than they are where your politicians win, your freedoms aren't compromised, and there are no germs to undermine your well-being. That's where Jesus is present. That's where he's active. That's where he's alive. But that's not it. That's not where he is. Jesus is in the mess. That's one of the great messages of Christmas, right? God chooses to come to earth. Where does he go? right into the mess, right? Right into the midst of government intervention, government suppression, government opposition, poverty, anonymity. He's right in the middle of all this mess. And Jesus is alive and present and active right in the middle of 2020. Jesus comes into the mess. He comes to people uh, who are messes. Uh, he comes to people who know they are messes. The baby the Magi bowed down to grew, grew up. And, you know, and he, didn't, he didn't really change that. Right? He didn't graduate to, to the palace. Right? Jesus continued to hang with the poor. The destitute, the sick, the homeless, the traitors, the prostitutes, the occupying soldiers, condemned criminals, children, all the people that religious people, self-righteous people, polite people say, no thank you, that's where Jesus was. Remember what I said earlier, right? The point here is not that wise men still seek Jesus. The point here tonight, friends, at Christmas Eve, remember this, is that God still seeks messed up men and women like you and me. God is the seeker in the story of the Magi, and Jesus Christ is Exhibit A of that divine search and rescue operation. So tonight, friends... Christmas Eve, um, listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, I, I hope you'll take some time tonight or tomorrow, uh, either by yourself or with family or friends, and, and worship, right? Just worship. It doesn't have to be fancy or long. Just take a few moments to reflect on his worth, in His glory, and His power, in his, the beauty of His love that sought you out. And express your thanks and your, and your, your praise to Him for that. That's, that's a good thing to do at Christmas. And if you're not a Christian, if you're listening to me and it's Christmas Eve, or maybe you're listening to this sometime after Christmas Eve, I would urge you to do, to exercise some faith like the Magi and, and, and bow down before Jesus. You know, the, the Magi didn't know everything. They didn't know exactly what kind of king Jesus would grow up to be. They didn't fully understand it all. And I'm sure you don't understand uh, everything about Jesus, but that's okay. What you need to know is that Jesus is is God's son. He, He came at Christmas to be born as a human being who's fully human, fully God. And he was born to die. He was born to die to pay the penalty of God's justice for your sin, for your mess-ups. So that by trusting in what he did, accepting, saying, I I hereby accept, Lord, what you did on my behalf. By faith, I claim the benefits of the shed blood of Jesus. And I and I thank you that you forgive me and that you accept me and love me. That's all that's all you really need to know to bow down and, and, and worship Jesus. You know, do what the wise men did. And in finding Jesus, what you're gonna find is your true self. Right. Because you'll 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 be in connection with uh, your creator and your Father, and it will be the best Christmas you will ever, ever have. (laughs) So Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope in the midst of all the busyness of the season and all the joy of opening presents and eating some great food and spending time with with family and friends that that, uh, uh, you allow some time to reflect on on the good news, on the, the great announcement that Christmas is, the good news of great joy uh, that will be for all the people. Jesus Christ, our Savior, is born. Amen. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, thank you um, for the lessons we learned from the Magi. And thank you for the gift of your Son. Um, Lord, it's... Uh, we, we, we are grateful and we worship you and we praise you for everything that Christmas represents. Thank you for the raw reality of it and the eternal implications from it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Ted Hamilton, Senior Pastor of New Life Presbyterian Church, Escondido. Please visit us in Escondido, California or online at newlifepca.com. New Life Presbyterian Church Escondido reserves all copyrights as applicable by law. Thank you for listening.